You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, August 29th. Definitely almost brought jeans today because I thought it's it was not Friday. Friday. No. <laughs> I'm a day it off. It is not. It's Thursday, August 29th. Remember yesterday we talked about uh, the feast today. We did. That's true. I posted that on St. Facebook. John... The martyrdom of Martyrdom. St. John. Yes. Yes. I saw the picture you posted with that. Hey, we talked about there being images of this, so thought I should throw one in. Following the church calendar. There, I might have to put a trigger warning on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We have good stuff on deck today as well. Um, Our friends up north had recently had a national youth gathering as well. We're going to chat about that in a little Mm -hmm. bit. And uh, we'll check in with Pastor Peter. He has some some insights for us as we look at devotional material and and, uh, why are devotions important. So you're listening to The Coffee Hour. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu, Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Joining us by phone today, Pastor Glenn Worcester, pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Thanks for having me with you guys. Absolutely. Looking forward to learning more about uh, the National Youth Gathering in Canada. And also joining us, Lisa Olding, co-chair for the National Youth Gathering. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the, uh, the the National Youth Gathering. For those of us in the U.S. familiar with the, the LCMS National Youth Gathering that occurs every three years, tell us a little bit about the history, and then we'll, we'll get into the, uh, the theme for this year as well. Who would like to, to start with that? Uh, well, I can talk a little bit about the history of the gathering. Um, it's been going on for a number of years, and it started small, and it got a little bit bigger, and we've um, gotten a little bit smaller again. Um, and this year we had 225-ish people attend. Uh, that's the youth and the leaders. Um, and it's really cool because we had been praying for 225, and that was kind of like our goal number. And when our registration closed at the end of April, we had 223 people registered. So it was just very much a uh, a tangible way that God answered prayers. One of the many ways he answered our prayers during our gathering. Um, and uh, I've been involved in youth gatherings since 2001. Um, and it's just been a real blessing and a joy to to see what happens when we're all together and worshiping and learning and uh, having a good time. Absolutely. Tell us about uh, about this year's 2019 uh, youth gathering for the LCC. Uh, what what was the the theme, the main message for this gathering? Uh, so the 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 theme was something that was really sort of near and dear to my heart as as the committee was was kind of planning out. You know what? Obviously, you go through figuring out what your themes are going to be and and kind of putting all the different ideas on the table. And this was um, this is one that that was really like sort of personal to me. Um, and you know, you think of the, the theme, the theme was worthless, um, which just kind of hits you, you know, pretty, pretty abruptly. Um, and so there were some reservations about the theme in the beginning because of the negative connotations that can be associated with the word worthless. And so uh, we included this tagline to continue on the theme, and that was, uh, there's nothing you are worth less than which really gives this beautiful law-gospel dynamic. Because, you know, when you think about the law, knowing that it shows us our sin, you know, we are really worthless before God because we have nothing to offer Him in our sin. Uh, we're only worthy of receiving punishment and death. Yet in the gospel, we know that this is where we see our Savior, who has fulfilled the law, who shows us what we're worth, how valuable we are to Him when He took our death and our punishment on the cross. And so the theme verse for this year's 
gathering was Romans 5, 8, which gives us the proof that God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, and so there on the cross, Jesus shows us there's nothing we are worth less than. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. And so really the main message was you are not worthless. And this isn't a message that's just in a book or that we talk mm-hmm. about, but this is a, um, a real-life scenario. This gospel message is for uh, for real broken people. And you shared that story at the uh, the National Youth Gathering. Share with us a little bit of your story and how that was um, a part of this National Youth Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oof, my, uh, my, my Sorry, story sum is, up your well, whole life in 30 seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. That's what well, we do. Exactly right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's good. Um, well, I, I guess, you know, really when, when like, you're, you're sort of digging through, the, through mm-hmm. those themes and breaking them down into the smaller sessions and stuff, um, you know, your, our first one was, you know, what do you say you're worth? So really looking at, you know, you're, you know from the inside, you know, what's your worth come from and, and where is that dependent upon? And so, you know, I kind of look at my history in life and, um, you know, my parents divorced when I was 15 and, and for me it was finding my worth in, in something, really anything. And, um, obviously it ended up being the wrong thing, um, is, is where, where it, it, it went. And, um, and so my life kind of tailspin from there, um, for a number of years, just as I was kind of just dealing with everything, um, until God is the one who brought me back on track. Um, but then of course you, you have all these other voices in the world that, that tell you what your worth is as well. And they can be positive. They can, they can, you know, they really can uplift your worth, but they can also be negative and, and tear your worth down. Um, and so really, you know, we, we went from, you know, what do you say you're worth to, to what's a God's worth? So, you know, God says you are not worthless, but why does, why does it, what he says matter? Um, and looking at, you know, who God is, what his actual worth is. Um, and then we transition to what does the world say you're worth, right? Bringing in, you know, all those different perspectives of, of where do you find your worth at? Um, because lots of people find their worth in other things apart from what God has to say, um, which takes us to that fourth session, which was what does God say you're worth? And of course, what he says should matter most, um, not what we say about ourselves, what the world says about us, um, our, and our worth, our value is, 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 is what he says it is, um, which is obviously nothing less than the, the price of Jesus's life. Um, and so, so for me, part of, part of what, what I did was um, opening up really a lot of the personal side of my life um, to the youth, um, which if you really want me to dig into more details, I can't, but <laughs> um, being able to try to connect with them because, you know, they're coming from all different places in life and all different walks. And, um, you know, for me, one of the things I guess I would say I do is I, I try to be open and honest and, and real with them to know that, you know, they're, I'm not different than any of them. Um, and that some of the struggles that they're going through right now are struggles that I've gone through or even are, are am going through, you know, to this day as well. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're all in this together that, you know, we're not alone. Um, even though sometimes it can feel like we're on our own Island in life. Absolutely. And we, we don't have uh, three hours to talk about this more, although I'm sure we could. <laughs> I was intrigued. I saw that I, I got to read the, the story the the uh, Lutheran Church Canada published. Yeah, from, well, from we'll put that, so, yeah. we'll put links so people can read some more backstory in the show notes. Um, but what what did what did kids come away with uh, after after a gathering like this? Uh, how does how does this experience um, help everyone who attends live out their vocations uh, faithfully once they're once they're away from a gathering like this? I think in some ways coming to a gathering even helps kids. Uh, 
determine what their long-term vocation will be. Um, I know some of our breakout sessions, they get to go and hear about missions. They get to go and hear about pastoral ministry. Uh, They get to go and learn about apologetics. And so there's some practical things for their daily life that they can apply when they're talking to their friends about what they believe, what their faith means to them. And then there's some things that they can think about long-term, you know, how do they want to serve in the church or um, how are they going to serve in their communities? Um, So I know for me, um, just being involved in youth ministry, it really has strengthened me in my teaching. I teach at a Lutheran school and um, in my church work when I was in university, I was a volunteer church worker and a youth leader. And it's something that I've continued um, into my 30s and almost 40s. So uh, I think it just strengthens um, the way that we're able to go about our day and um, live for God in many different ways. Nearly 250 people attending the, the gathering. Where did the, the youth and adults come from? For those of us who maybe don't know our, uh, our geography of Canada <laughs> as well, um, were there they're just youth from Canada? Were there youth from other countries as well? As far as I know, this gathering, we just had youth from Canada. We have had youth from Australia join us in the past. Um, I know there was one group, I think there may have been some refugees with their group, but it was mostly Canadians who were there. What were some of the unique experiences for those who attended? We offered our uh, youth a number of different experiences. So there were the main sessions with Pastor Gwen and the breakout sessions. Um, We had two excursions this year, which is unusual. But we felt like um, because it was on the West Coast and there's some kids from the prairies who have never seen the ocean, they've never seen the mountains, we wanted to give them both of those experiences. So we went up a local mountain called Grouse Mountain. They got to ride a gondola to the top. Um, unfortunately, it was kind of cloudy and rainy that day, so they didn't get to enjoy the view. But that's also part of the West Coast experience, <laughs> being in a rainforest and getting getting a cold, wet day. Um and then they also had uh, servant event choices. So some served in seniors' homes, some served pulling invasive species at one of our regional parks. There was a beach cleanup, uh, some helped clean at a local church. So many different things. And they were given some choice in their servant events based on their gifts and their abilities as a youth group. And then we spent that afternoon at the beach and there were people who were in tears because they had never seen the ocean before and they got to dip their toes in the Pacific Ocean. So that was really <laughs> neat to, to see that as, as a West Coast girl, you know, it doesn't feel like a big deal to me, but uh, to share that experience with people who had never had it was really neat. With just about 30 seconds left, Pastor, can you sum up the what you think the, the long-term, long-term impact of a gathering like this is for youth and, and for adults? Right. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things, you know, we're, we're trying to do is, is to create more unity within our church body, within the congregations all across Canada. Um, and so you're bringing youth from all across the country. And remember, we're smaller. Um, you know, we're, I compare us to the size of like the Michigan district and we're a whole country. Um, but we're coming together for the same reason, the same purpose in whatever journey they're going through. Um, in life. Um, potentially, you, you know, you might meet your future spouse. I mean, that's what happened with my wife and I. We met at a national youth gathering. Um, 
but uh, you know the impact uh, you know is is for you know them and their life to to make these connections and and the impact for future national youth gatherings as well you know they go home they want to come again invite others you know creating more awareness interest to support the national youth gathering um support one another locally to create these bonds these relationships that can last throughout um an entire life and plans for the next uh lutheran church canada national youth gathering lisa yeah, we're actually looking at going ahead in two years. We're trying to get off cycle with the LCMS gathering because we know there are some groups in Canada who like to go to the LCMS gathering. Um, so instead of going in three years and staying in the same rotation, we're looking at 2021. And at this point, we're tentatively planning to hold it in Winnipeg. So that's our central district. And um, we're really excited about that because... Uh, it's a little bit closer. Everybody only has to travel a bit rather than going all the way across the country. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Lisa Olding, co-chair for the Lutheran Church Canada National Youth Gathering, and Pastor Glenn Worcester, pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Thank you so much for being our guest this morning. Not Thank a problem. you, guys. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, discerning devotions. We'll talk with Pastor Peter Ill. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> 